Good morning, afternoon, or evening, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck. Cassie, I threw that little uh, wrench right in there. You were expecting the normal intro, and you didn't get it. <laughs> I am Jason, and I am in a terrible, funky mood, I guess. Yeah, Jason is completely distracted. Um, I am John. <laughs> there was some question as to whether we would even do this podcast. Jason and I are fading fast, and it's only the beginning of October. Normally, <laughs> we... It's the first games of the season. <laughs> yeah, it is It is October 5th. Normally, we haven't even played a game at this point. We're all excited. We've played two games and one scrimmage, and, you know, our, our fall and winter have, are very busy after last year where we, you know didn't have as much stuff going on because uh, everything was canceled. So there you go. So I think we should open up something on one of those <laughs> those uh, betting apps that, you know, that don't sponsor the podcast, so we won't mention them by name until they sponsor the podcast. Right. Uh, and then we can, you know, bury them all over. But I think they should take an over-under on whether or not we make it through the season. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Bridget and I were having a discussion in the car today. She's like, you guys got to keep this short. You got to keep it tight. It's got to be structured because if you guys do an hour-long podcast from now through March, you guys are never going to get through it considering how busy our schedules are. And that is absolutely true. So, so we're, we're going to, we're going to do what we can to, to streamline and keep this thing going. So enough rambling. Let's talk about this weekend then. Yeah. Good series for UNO against Lake Superior State. Uh, Lake Superior State in the, uh, the newfangled CCHA, uh, an old opponent of ours from back in the day. Look, this was a series that I said last week that I thought that they could sweep. I really thought that they could have swept this series this weekend. I actually thought we played Friday, the game that we lost in uh, overtime, uh, than we did, or excuse me, that was, did I say Saturday? Saturday, then we uh, did the uh, second game in the series Sunday, uh, the game that we won. So um, there were some, some positives and negatives to take away from the series, uh, obviously, Saturday showed them that they have to play a full 60 minutes. Uh, you know, you have a one goal lead with two minutes left. Uh, the other team gets the extra skater onto the ice at that point, and, uh, gets the equalizer, but you've got to keep those situations from happening. So that was a learning moment for this, this team uh, in the, the early, early parts of the season. Uh, but I thought they, I thought they looked solid in that game. I thought they looked like a really solid team top to bottom. And then Saturday or excuse me, Sunday was interesting because, um, I really thought Lake State uh, outplayed us uh, throughout most of the first and, and certainly the second period, uh, but we came out with a, a good win that night. So kind of a mixed bag, but I think there's a lot that the coaches have to be happy about. Certainly, I think depth is one of the strengths for UNO this season. Yeah, I would agree. For me, it's no question they played their better game of the weekend was the Saturday game, um, and it's it's yep. not even close. Like they, yep. I was talking to some uh, some of the concourse before the game and stuff, and I'm like, you know, kind of go one of two ways. Like either they come out Sunday after losing in overtime with a chip on their shoulder, and they just bury right. Lake State early. Or they come out kind of tight, and unfortunately, they kind of came out tight. Yep. I think they were clutching a little bit. They were they were looking for for answers, and you know, I think the the hardest thing is like while we outplayed them on Saturday, our opportunities were not quality chances or difficult to you know 
difficult saves for the goalie to make. I felt at least right. Like, I thought we were really kind of pedestrian in, in that system and in those opportunities. And I, I'd like to see him open up a little bit more and kind of play a little bit more of a, a run and gun. I thought, yep. Seville particularly, I thought Seville was a lot better Sunday than he was Saturday. I agree. He looked more composed and, um, I never like seeing goalies kind of move more than they need to. And, and a lot of times it seemed like he was lunging a little bit harder. And, um, you know, those are some saves that 99% of the time he makes, I, I'd say like half their goals were probably saves that 99% of the time he makes that save. Yep. And it just so happened that the 1% of the time happened twice in one game. And that's I know. Ended up you know, kind of killing us. So, yep, exactly right. I, and I agree with you. I thought he looked better. He looked like the goalie we expect him to be on, on Sunday afternoon for sure. Yeah. I was a little surprised that, well, I mean, I guess I can't because there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, games being played this weekend. So the, uh, competition for goaltender of the week wasn't exactly <laughs> mind bogging, boggling good. So, uh, but Sunday was really that because he he played lights out Sunday, obviously with a shutout. I mean, yeah, um, that's that's what we need him to be all 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 season. And we really needed that because if you look at that second period, I know we got a goal in the second, but um, they were peppering us with shots, and they really you know spent most of the period in their offensive zone. Um, so. Yeah, I thought he played great uh, that game. And uh, it was good to come out with a split in the series because, like you said, I didn't know after that, you know, having that tough loss on Saturday night, uh, if we would come out, you know, guns a-blazing on Sunday. And at first, I wasn't sure we were going to. And I was a little worried that Lake State, and Lake State's better than they've been in in recent years. They uh, made the NCAA tournament last season, but... I was a little bit worried there for a while, but uh, ultimately the guys came through in the end. So uh, a good way to start the season. Obviously, they had to knock off a little bit of off-season rust. Uh, their first game action, we didn't get the benefit of a, an exhibition against a Canadian school this year. So overall, I'll take uh, you know I'll take a split in this series to start the season. But man, it would have been a great opportunity to get a sweep. Yeah, that would have been nice, but. I think for me, the I'll tell you, the one thing that worried me the most, okay, was nothing that was on the ice. Uh, okay. <laughs> like Saturday, I I chalked it off to the whole you know Nebraska football in town, you know attendance is low because of that, right. but to have a game that was sub three thousand five hundred and then the second game be sub three thousand like. Come on, fans. We got to get you out there because I, I just that worries me moving forward to to see all those open seats, uh, especially after, you know, a year where we couldn't go watch hockey. It's like you guys got to get out there, support the team and stuff because they're going to need it. They, they need that energy. Yeah, they definitely need the energy. They need the fans. They need the uh, enthusiasm in the arena. Because that carries them through a lot of games during the season. We need to have the atmosphere. And and obviously games early in the season don't get the kind of uh, attention that the NCHC games in the second half, in particular when North Dakota comes to town. But you would like to see more people come out and support the team, especially since you know so few 
people came to the seven games that UNO had fans at last season. You know, uh, there weren't many people there. So I, I thought people are going to be chomping at the bit, ready to go, but, uh, but we're not quite there. And obviously good weather is uh, going to hinder a little bit of that. But like you said, I want more people to come out and support this team because it's a, it's a, it's a team that has a lot of great potential this season and they, they deserve the support from the community and, uh, People are happy to be getting out and doing stuff, so come and enjoy the Mavericks play. So, players of the game. Players. Yeah, are we doing players of the weekend? Players of the weekend. Players of the of the two-game series. Two games, yeah. <sighs> Who am I going to do this weekend? This is a tough well, one. Well, I got two, so <laughs> I figured you'd take one of them. So, if you want me to go first, I can make it a little bit more difficult on you. Uh, go first, but I can't guarantee I won't pick the same player, and I have no idea who you're going to pick, but... You can't pick the same player. We made that rule. No! So... All right. All right. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll... That rule still sticks, man. You don't get out of that just because it's a new season. All right. All right. I'll... I'm taking... I'll take, the, I'll take the easy pick. The guy who scored the first goal in both games, Matt Miller. <laughs> no! That's, <laughs> That's who I was going to pick. I told you, you, you should have gone. You knew I was going to pick him too, didn't you? I, it's the easy one, right? <laughs> like, it is but the beyond, easy you know, beyond the two goals, he was good in the face-off circle. Uh, he's always been, we talked about this last season, he is a sound, defensive, 200-foot player. Um, there's really not much that that I don't like about his game, and... It's, it's impressive, like just the consistency and, you know, we got guys on the, the team, like, you know, Ward and Primo and I mean, if you look at just raw talent, I think most people would probably go to some of those guys like that, right? You know, Weiss and, and, and his puck skills and his passing abilities and, you know, that's, you know, Seville and his goaltending. I mean, you know, those that's where people's minds go. But, like, I always felt that it's guys like Matt Miller that are, you know, just consistently productive and efficient in everything that they do, night in and night out. I, I can't think of a game last season that we couldn't at least say that he was one of the better guys out on the ice. Yeah, a great player. Uh, originally a Michigan State recruit. Uh, I'm, I'm glad uh, Michigan State passed him over, and he ended up at UNO because he's been a really nice addition to the roster the past couple of seasons. Um, like you said, sound leadership, sound play. He's just one of those. Again, he's kind of like a guy like Kevin Conley, just a guy that you, uh, when he's in the lineup, uh, you expect him to be solid, and he generally is solid. He's not a guy who makes a lot of mistakes out there, and he does a lot of good things in the offensive zone. So, yeah, that's absolutely who I was going to pick. So, thanks a lot, dude. Thanks for doing <laughs> So, now you got to pick someone else. <laughs> Which is a little bit harder because there's not an obvious pick like that. There were a lot of good performances this weekend, a lot of options to pick. But I'm going to pick uh, uh, one of our favorite offensive defensemen on the team, Brandon Scanlon, who had the uh, assist on Matt Miller's Saturday night goal. Uh, Scanny, one of my favorite players. Uh, he's a guy, again, he's he's really, uh, you know, when he played with the Brooks Bandits in the uh, AJHL, uh, I thought he looked very impressive then. He's just gotten better and better each season that he's been here. And uh, 
he's he's really been a, a welcome addition to the the blue line the past couple of seasons the past few seasons this is third season already is he a junior i don't know is he a junior already uh, gosh, it's yeah hard. i'm pretty sure he's a junior he's a already junior. gosh it's hard to believe yeah. that these guys have been around that long gosh amazing but and uh, before the before the comments get going to correct you he got the assist on sunday night I oh i'm sorry you off being I'm, saturday I'm, sunday I, then friday saturday I, but... I knew where you're going. I know, but I also I'm... know the people that haunt our comments. So yes, they nitpick chill, every y'all. little thing. So yes, I'm totally confused in my comments between the Saturday and Sunday game because I'm used to saying game Friday and Saturday. Just call game, it game number two. two. Game number two. But yes, he got that, and uh, that was an important. That really was an important goal and an important time in the game uh, for him to get. Uh, you know, at that point, it had been uh, knotted up and. Uh, as I said, I was a little bit worried. So that uh, that second period goal was really important for UNO to kind of uh, stem the stem the flow from the Lakers at that point. So yeah, but I would say solid all weekend. But gosh, there were there were a number of guys this weekend that you could point to that had really good performances. So and you I know, and even the new guys. Yeah, like I thought McManus had. I I think his Saturday game was was better than his Sunday game. Yep. Um. And he had that shootout goal, which was just awesome. What? How? How many weekends do you have in a two-game series? Two shootout goals. You know, two. Uh, right. I'm sorry. Two. Yeah. Two penalty shot goals two shootout, for your team. Two penalty shot opportunities. Yeah. In the same series. Yeah. That's rare. So. Yep. And, I mean, it's hard to argue with them. Like both of them were pretty clear. I think the one on Sunday, you might argue that there was no. I, I would argue that there's no separation there, I think, but I'll take the, the I'll take the opportunity. Um, just wish it would have got buried. You know, it's kind of one of those like, I oh know. man, if, the, if he buries this, like th- that's that tide turning kind of feel. And that would have definitely been a last shift, but no. you know, we got, we got one of two. So yeah, but good performance for the guys. I'm excited to see where they go from here. Would have loved to sweep, but you know, you can't have everything. I, I got to point out, I was pretty dang close to having my prediction come through. You, you question me. You're like, John's doing his unbridled enthusiasm thing. Uh, and that was absolutely correct. And I was sitting there on Sunday and I was a little worried. I'm like, dang, I swear, if we get swept in this series, I'm going to look like us. I really thought, and I still think we could have swept that series. It was, uh, uh, you know, oh, I, was, yeah. I wasn't disappointed We'd or anything. I was just surprised. It. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, you were right. You thought maybe a split or a win and a tie. I think you'd picked it. Well, I, yeah, I, I think I I said, not, I think I said a win and a tie just because I thought there was an offer. I thought that, that there was a chance that Lake state might get, um, underestimated in their, you know, in their talent level. I think a lot of teams underestimate them. I think they did. Yep. And I just was like, if we go... If it's close late, there's that chance, just like what happened, that you pull the goaltender, you get a late goal, you get into overtime, and, you know, who knows in overtime. And unfortunately, turnover transition play, a little lost on coverage, and Lake yep. State capitalizes um, Purcelli with a second of the game, and, and they lost. And it's like, it happens that quick when it's three on three yep. overtime. Yeah, three on um, three. And that's the hard thing yeah. for me to pick is like I'm looking at it and going, I think the first game's gonna be kind of um kind of close. 
you know, I think I like our chances better if we if we win that first game, but we lost the first game, and that's kind of what worried me. So, so we'll see. Hopefully, they can bounce back, uh, and we'll get to predictions a little bit later about the main series. But before we do that, we've got some quick things to kind of fast-paced segment here. That's right. We're calling this segment the shootout. It's a new segment. I just texted uh, Jason about it mere moments ago. And we're going to talk about uh, a few quick rapid-fire answers. Jason and I are not going to belabor the point like we normally do, and uh, hopefully this will become a tradition <laughs> to keep this thing <laughs> to keep this thing moving along. So, our first question is: What did you think of UNO's new gray third jerseys? So, am I supposed to say yes or no or scale oh. of five? Like, you didn't give me a like. Qualification here. Oh, oh I'm sp- I was supposed to make this like, you know, true false. <laughs> yeah. True or this, false. This true or false. <laughs> the jerseys um, were gray this weekend. On a scale of one to ten, what did you think of the new gray alternate jerseys unveiled for the 25th season? Five. Five. Okay. Five. I'm going to give them a nine. Wow. Yep. Okay. Big big fan of those jerseys. See, but now I this is not fair. Now I want to talk about it. All right. <laughs> well, you can make a go make a make a brief comment. We're not gonna... <laughs> Okay. Brief comment for me. Okay. Uh even me having pretty good eyesight and being the one that most people go, I can't believe you can read that. Could not read the names of the back of the jerseys. Okay, I will agree with you. The font on the name of the jerseys was impossible to see and i this early in the season i haven't re-familiarized myself with the numbers enough to know and and especially with new guys on the team i didn't know who i was looking at so it was obviously much more comfortable on on sunday when they were wearing their normal home white jersey so i will agree the font on the back was rough but overall I liked the gray. I liked the simple black stripes. And more than anything, I loved having that bowl on the front because that should be on the front of the home jersey like it was during the first however many years this program had that on the front of the jerseys before they decided to go with Omaha. As my friend Ryan said, it was Afro Bowl in full force. Oh, okay. Afro Bowl. I think okay. that's kind of cool. <laughs> okay. okay, so yeah. So I will agree with you on the font. Okay. Topic Next number question. two. Yes. Question number, two. number okay. two. Did you order anything with the QR code ordering system at the concession stands that we talked about in the previous episode? No. I didn't either. You can't order beer through it. <laughs> Bastards. You can't? Okay. No, it didn't have it as an option, at least for the one that's by us. I did not go through to check the other one. So next chance I get to go a game, I will I will check every darn one of them to see. But the one that I was at, there was no option order of beer. And I will say that my friend Scott, who wanted to buy funnel fries because he buys them at most every game, did not realize they didn't take cash. And he didn't have his credit or debit card with him. So he ended up buying an extra tub that... Our friends, Jamie and Renee, who sit right next to us, had inadvertently gotten at the concession stand. He bought it off of them. 
So apparently there's a resale market for concessions for people who want to bring cash. <laughs> if you want to just go ahead in oh, your God. section, just just buy a bunch of nachos, popcorn, everything else, and just, you know, it's it's it was like uh, Craigslist or eBay up there. So there you go. Well, and price <laughs> increases. So yay. Yeah, if the I, money, sell it to a friend. I've seen that in a number of uh, entertainment venues around Omaha. Concession prices have gone up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, and that would probably have something to do with the fact that there was no business uh, the last 12 months. So understandable. So no QR code for Jason, no QR code for me. We'll have to see if uh, we try that out at some point in the future. Okay. Okay. And shootout topic number three. Do you think we'll see the lobby celebration ever again? Now, I, I qualify that. I'm not saying this season. I'm like, do you think that this will just be the end of the lobby celebration? No, I think it'll come back. I I hope it comes back, but I think it's possible we might not see the lobby celebration again. I think that'd be a shame because I personally know recruits who have mentioned that celebration as something that's unique to Omaha and to lose that uniqueness. I think just what do you have? Like, what are you? You're like every other program. You are that that struggles to get to the, to get to the frozen four and hasn't won a championship. That is one of the coolest traditions that has been developed over the last 25 seasons in UNO hockey. I will totally agree with you. I love it. But I think that an overabundancy of caution within the administration might mean that we don't see that lobby celebration again. So I think this might be this might be the end. It might be over. So we'll have to see. I guess we'll see. <laughs> I guess we will. All right. You got more in there? Or is that all you got? That's it. You got anything you want to throw at me? Questions I want to fire out there? Yeah. Anything from this weekend series? I got one. Okay. All right. So the rumor, I'll classify this as a rumor because I do not know anyone who actually works for the university who has confirmed this but we we have the, the rumor freedom is, to talk about we have the freedom to talk about rumors here the rumor is that the gray jerseys that we just graded will be auctioned off at the end of the season so my question to you yeah over under $150 is that how much the how jersey. much i think the uh over you think it'll go over I think it'll be over. I guess it depends on on uh, when they do it and uh, when the hand bid auction is. But I'm going to say over 150 on those jerseys. Top to bottom. What What is your thought on that? I think average-wise will be over. Okay. I think some of them will certainly go under. Okay. But... That'd be nice if they. I think if you go average wise, there's a there's a handful of jerseys that you know, one person's gonna walk up and slap five hundred dollars down on the table and they're gonna be gone because they always seem to do that like, buy now for five hundred dollars kinds of of deals. So, 
I think someone's going to just snatch those up right first thing. So yeah, there's uh there's some guys down on the roster who uh, may not be as popular who are uh, currently auditioning. They don't know it to be uh, the next game worn jersey I end up buying in a UNO auction. <laughs> so I want and one interesting little tidbit about the jerseys uh, on the back shoulder above the nameplate, some of those gray third jerseys have the twenty fifth. Uh, season anniversary patch on them and some of them have an o patch on them which is interesting huh. yeah so i don't know if that was uh, an error or some of them just came without patches it'll be interesting to know so that that'll that'll factor into your bidding process too do you want one with the 25th anniversary on the back or just the generic o on the back they both have the 25th anniversary logo up on the upper chest so on the front so Hard to say, but uh, good yeah, question. For me, it's gonna. For me, it's all about whether or not they put the names on the back of the jerseys, or if it's still just a number. Well, good luck bidding on uh, Matt Miller's uh, jersey and Tyler Weiss's yeah. jersey. That's uh, that's gonna set you back much more for both of those guys than hundred and fifty. Yeah, bucks. well, so, the kids want luck. Seville and Conley, so good luck with those two. <laughs> yeah, so Jason's gonna be paying much more than hundred and fifty. So. <laughs> All righty, then. We got to talk about the main series coming up. Up next, after this quick commercial break, <laughs> Maine and Bears. Yep. Yeah, and Maine is currently a tough team for us to judge because they have not played any hockey yet this season. We are their first series of the season. I actually, Which... I, I, I kind of like that we have some, uh, some good, solid game experience against a good Lake State team. Going into this series this weekend at Baxter Arena. I got to expect that place to our favor a little bit. Yep. Maine, one of the kind of old school sort of traditional powerhouses. They haven't been as good in recent years. What are your thoughts on our chances against the Black Bears? Uh, I think that having played, quote unquote, real hockey, you know, a full series, that it actually mattered and the hardships that they went through, I think that uh, plays into their favor. I, I think that can help them. I, I question whether or not the production will be there because if we play like Sunday night, I'm not so sure we can beat them. If we play like Saturday um, and, you know, put some, some difficulty to our system and our shot progressions, I think we can beat them. I think we can sweep them. So it really kind of this early in the season, it, it kind of comes down to, you know, which team do we get? And I would say from a prediction standpoint, I think a split is where we see this end up. Okay. Jason's Jason's uh, going with the cautious pick again. I'm going to say that we sweep again. I'm going to say that we sweep because last season, Maine won a whopping total of three games. They won one of their last nine games. Now, I will say, I don't know what they have coming back. I don't know, you know, if they've got some good, talented guys they might have gotten through the transfer portal. Maybe if they were kind of a young team last season. I'm not looking. They've got a lot of uh, juniors and seniors on this roster, so they've got, you know, 
They've got some some returning experience on the team. I'm sure that they're hungry for a win. Jason's prediction of a split could happen, but I'm going to say that we sweep these guys. And I'm telling you what, this is these are these are big opportunities for you when you look at how the pairwise is handled uh, this season. God, they've got to they've got to have some good success in these non-conference games. You know, last season the human element was there because there was no interconference play. This year there is. This is a great opportunity. I'm. I'm thinking UNO is going to be three and one after this weekend series. I hope you're right. And to your point about the the pairwise, I think the other component to this is, you know, what we just went through with COVID. It's it's impossible to expect what will happen. Right. And for all we know, hockey could shut down Monday morning for months because of some crazy outbreak or something like that and you know our this may be our loan out of conference you know games may be lake state and maine and yeah, that's you, it you just so, ne- yeah you don't and it's like you have to you know and that's if i was coach you know in the locker rooms and stuff and and, and on the ice on practices like that's what i'd be preaching to these guys is look you have to play like, this is your chance. This is it. This is the yep. only game you've got to prove what you can do. And if you're not willing to put in that effort, if you're not willing to go out there and play, then let us know because we've got plenty of kids here who are willing to take your spot and put in that kind of effort. Right. And, 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 to, ju- and to just use an example, a series last weekend, Minnesota was getting ready to play Alaska, a team that we play four times this season. And that series has been postponed to January because of COVID issues with Alaska. So Jason is not being, you know, you know, overly, you know, pessimistic in his potential view. This has already happened this season and very few games have been played. So we just we don't know what's going to happen. So like last season, you got to play every game, every series like it may be the last one that you play for a month. And you've got to get as many positive results. So so they they really need, I know it's October and I know the season looks long. They've got to play with a sense of urgency. And that's that's the thing that will carry them a long way this season. It's extremely difficult and near impossible to call this a must win. But it, you really can't just let these opportunities slip. You know, yep. these are not NCHC teams. And and that's the thing for me without Lake State when 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 the reviewers, the writers, and all of them start, you know, commenting on on who's better, this team or that team type of thing, it's like, you know, we're a team that plays in the in arguably the best conference in college hockey. You should be able to sweep Lake State. You should be able to sweep Maine. Yep. yep. You should be probably eighty percent wins on out of conference games. Yeah, if you look at these first and these first 10 games are being played at home, you know, it's uh, and you look at who we're playing. It's a really, really good opportunity for UNO to rack some up, rack up some wins early and put themselves in a position to make a really nice run in the second half. So and and with road games coming up in November and December uh, series at St. Cloud State and Western Michigan, which are going to be tough. Get all of the positive momentum you can now. So this is a great opportunity for UNO to uh, to take down a Hockey East team. That'll help in those pairwise comparisons later in the season. So, so we'll be excited to so, see what happens. Yeah. 
Go ahead. You've done it in the past. I know I'm kind of putting you a little on the spot yep. uh, with this, but do you know TV, radio? Is there any way to watch or listen if you can't attend the game? That is an excellent question, and I will look that up here for you momentarily. I believe it's, isn't it 1180 that carries the games? Yes, uh, 1180 carries the games, and it looks like you will be able to watch uh, these games on nchc.tv. Oh, yeah, really? Yep. Cool. Well, that's, then that's I'll what, be able to watch it because I won't what, be here. That's Yeah, Jason uh, Jason basically is going to be out of town all fall as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Jason is, hey, it's not that bad. Jason is going to be in uh, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, uh, yeah, got a uh, got a, a youth hockey trip uh, with his daughter planned, and that should be an exciting time for him. The rest of us will be holding down the fort at Baxter Arena, and we hope to see a bunch of you there. So, until next week. Assuming we get an episode recorded next week uh, while the world traveler is uh, traversing the uh, eastern half of the United States. <laughs> we'll just leave you by saying, go Mavs. Go Mavs. Go Mavs.